going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas, and this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And today I've got with me Chris Polo from The Polo Show. And Chris, like you're in so many different places I've mentioned it before. Like, why don't you tell everywhere, everyone where they can find you everywhere? Yeah, so my display name, that's my Twitter handle. So it's just Chris Polo, two underscores. My link tree is right in my bio. You can find my podcast. Started doing live streams this past week. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just a few more away. And then we're doing a free Nick Bosa jersey giveaway. Uh, and then also you can find the audio from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, every platform I'm on. You can also find the articles I write because I'm a managing editor for Niners Empire at Stadium Rant. So we're putting out content nonstop. So you can find everything in that link tree in my Twitter bio. And of course, Chris is always known for his lack uh, yeah. lack of a mic stand. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, okay. uh, I'll get a mic stand when we get an O-line. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got we got a lot of things to talk about today. So with that being with that being said, so we've got all the introductions out of the way. It was a bad day today. <laughs> it was kind of a bad day today. Not kind of, it was. And all the things we every I think it was all of us fans got so kind of emotional leading up to this game that we were that we were so hungry to see it on the field and the, and for the weather to be the way that it was, I already knew right then that I kind of had a feeling that it wasn't, it was, it was going to be a closer type of game, but it wasn't going to be what we all thought, what we all wanted to see basically. And it's, there was just a lot, there was a lot of, a lot of miscues, a lot of, and if I sound a little exasperated, it's, uh, it's it, it was a little emotionally taxing today, I think, I think. And uh, because we we've been waiting to see Trey for so long. And uh, and I think that we just I had to the reason why I waited to do this, the live uh, the live podcast until a few hours after the game was because I knew that I was going to have to have to emotionally decompress and just breathe and understand that this is not the end of the world, guys. This is week one. and the the reality is is we just it's every team every team in the league and i mean every team loses a game that they shouldn't have lost there's not one team in the league that you can say that hasn't lost a game that they should have lost that they shouldn't have lost so it's like uh we just need to breathe we need to understand that it was it was bad conditions we made some bad mistakes some bad miscues like uh this is not what this team is going to look like on a regular basis. I don't believe. And, but we all just need to, to Husa and, and get all your frustrations out now, because I think that we're going to, that we're going to be okay. And so, but Chris, how did you feel about the game? And it, I mean, obviously it was a tough loss. Uh, we went down to the bears 19 to 10. Uh, what did you see? What did you see in this game that you were just, uh, Really, did you think the main reason for the loss? I really think it was a whole team loss, but like it's, it's good you mentioned that because there's one obvious culprit, and, and I'm going to go to the box score, actually, to, to show this. So the Niners actually controlled this game. Mm-hmm. They, they controlled it until they didn't, and I'll explain what I mean. So the Niners had 17 first downs. The Bears had 15. Okay, now keep in mind, the Niners had about 130 more yards in total offense. They ran 11 more plays. They had both at the exact same number of drives, by the way. Um, yards per play, the Niners were getting almost five yards per play. 
Bears are getting about three and a half. Uh, the Bears barely just were under 100 yards rushing. But the Niners gave up 99 yards and 12 penalties. And five of those, fifth, five of those 15 first downs for the Bears were from penalties. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I understand a lot of people after the game were talking about Shanahan's play calling. We blew another double-digit point lead. Um, people are talking about, like, uh, Trey Lance, you know, missing some throws. That's going to happen. And, yeah, there needs to be some blame and accountability and just lack of execution. But at the end of the day, if you, if you have 12 penalties and you're giving up 99 yards, the whole length of the field is given up from whistles, from flags. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. what you're going to do to try to overcome that. I don't understand what adjustments Kyle Shanahan's going to make. At the end of the day, if you're a professional athlete and you're a veteran linebacker like Dre Greenlaw, dude, what are you doing diving at Justin Fields who's giving himself up near the boundary? What are you doing there? He's not, he's not going anywhere on that, in that situation. Um, the face mask, that, that was oh. the turning point of the game. It was 10 nothing. It really was. Dre Greenlaw is and like three other Niners are stopping David Montgomery. They're going to have to punt the ball from their own side of the field. And he just hooks the face mask for some reason. For no reason at all. The next play after that to Sean Gibson, which a lot of people are really forgetting about because I know a lot of people are getting on Jaquaski Tart for the dropped interception, which was bad in the NFC title game. But it's like mm-hmm. nobody wants to remember that Deshaun Gibson had an interception right after that in his hands that he just dropped. And the play after that, the lucky touchdown to Dante Pettis when Justin Fields just scrambled to the left and then Dante Pettis was left wide open on the right side of the field. That is when all the momentum shifted. Then the weather continued to get worse and worse when the Niners needed to throw the ball most, which is not helpful for them. Uh, the Niners shot themselves in the foot. They beat themselves in here. Over and over. Ju- and Justin over Fields, again. I don't even think in the first half, I don't even think he completed a pass to a wide receiver or a tight end in the entire first half. And the fact that you lose this game and it's 19 unanswered points, it's lack of discipline. And I wrote about this. It was after the, the preseason game against the Vikings, I believe, because they had like 10 penalties in that game. They, I think they had double-digit penalties in the Texans game. And I was sitting there thinking like, you know, these, these games, they don't count, but they do matter because you're starting to build your habits. And they built a bad habit. And I was saying like, listen, this is something to monitor because you don't want – these kinds of mistakes to carry over in the regular season because you have a top, I think easily a top five roster in the NFL. I think mm-hmm. you're going to have an elite defense, but you could blow games if you're making careless errors. Look at what happened when we played Dallas last year in the wild card game, all those penalties that Dallas gave up for the number one offense. Yeah. And they lost by one possession and it translated into the regular season here from the preseason, the Niners again, committing d- double digit penalties these, these are careless mistakes, mental errors that are fixable, which is why I'm not I- extremely worried like other people are. There's a lot of people trying to press the panic button, but that's just the emotions of fans. <laughs> yeah. um, if, if this continues, though, then it's going to be a problem. But this is something where you can fix, you know, not grabbing a face mask when a guy's stopped. You can fix not diving after a quarterback when he's already going out of bounds and he's giving himself up. Those, those types of plays were just gut-wrenching for their momentum. It took their energy out of it, and you gave the Bears life when they looked really just out of the game. It, it kind of reminded me of the way that the Packers were in a way when we went to Lambeau last year. That's how it kind of felt like the weather was bad, but that offense was not moving. Their quarterback was not finding anybody, but we just gave them life to get back in the game, and they kept doing it over and over again until the Bears finally took it. At yeah. the end of the day, that's what happened. And this is the thing. 
Like, uh, I don't want to get, I don't want to be too hard on fans because I did exactly what I should not have done before I started writing my notes about this game. And uh, I went on Twitter spaces <laughs> at, <laughs> right after, uh, which I shouldn't have done. I shouldn't have done it. Like, uh, because I should have known that people were going to be overreacting and it just got me in a bad mind space. And I had to like, I just had to get out of there and just breathe for a second. And the, but the reality is, you know, guys, game, the football is a game of momentum. Like uh, we, we were fully in control of that game, but I was telling my wife when the game was going on in the first half, I was like, I don't like the fact that we just were not taking advantage of these three and outs like that. We just kept getting like the defense had a stranglehold on the, mm -hmm. in the first half on this game. And we weren't taking advantage. Like uh, we didn't take advantage. Like we're not. We just weren't taking advantage of our opportunities. And and I get it, the weather. Uh, but I felt like it was an. It was a. There's a. There's and I've talked about this on previous shows. But Kyle has this thing about when it's an obvious game plan decision, he just won't do it. He just won't do it because it's uh because for whatever reason he he wants to prove that he's the smartest guy in the room he has a big ego i think it's well documented <laughs> like uh so but my issue my issue is is that so like you're in rain like uh it's pouring outside the field it looks like uh it looks like they're playing in the kitty splash pool <laughs> and your guys don't have a lot of footing why why are we why are we doing a whole bunch of bells and whistles why are we doing a bunch of QB power and like all that kind of stuff? This was the time when we should have leaned on the fact that we have the more talented roster and just overpowered these guys. And I heard somebody talk about, you know, they should have just kept running up the middle. I'm not necessarily saying all that. Like uh, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that when you have a more physical roster than the other team, a more talented roster, you don't have to run up the middle. There's, Kyle's shown that he can run the ball 20 different ways, <laughs> but we, but he's, but he, ha he has this, this thing. We didn't need to put Trey in Trey in danger in this game. And I felt like he was just letting Trey get hit way too much. There was a couple of really uncomfortable moments in that game where I was really afraid that Trey was uh, that Trey got, got almost knocked out of the game. And I don't know if you remember which one I'm talking about, but there was one where he got dri driven face first into the uh, into the, the the field, and I'm just like, okay, can we not? Can we stop? Can we stop for a minute? And just we have a guy in Jordan Mason that's a very physical running back, not necessarily not necessarily like uh, he's not the most experienced. Obviously, he's a rookie, he's unrestricted free agent, or I mean, a uh, undrafted free agent. But at the same time. Jeff Wilson is a whole bunch of mid and I've, and I think you've been on my program a bunch when I've said that, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I feel like Jeff Wilson has always been, I, and I love him for his toughness. I think we all do like, uh, he's a great, he's a great guy like to have on the team and he's a great locker room guy, but the guy is a whole bunch of mid. And if you look at the box score, it immediately, our running game went away when they took, put Jeff Wilson in the game. <laughs> He was averaging 2.4. We went from like six and a half yards of carry to 2.4 out of nowhere. And I thought that that was a prime time to get the bigger, more physical running back in the game to impose your will on the other team. 
Now, with that being said, like I said earlier, I don't think that uh, this is not a deal breaker for this team. Uh, Like uh, it's, did they make mistakes? They absolutely, I completely agree with you about the penalties. We looked undisciplined uh, on defense because, but you know what? They gave them, the defense was on the field so much that they were giving themselves more opportunity to be undisciplined and for bad things to happen. They, they, in my opinion, they didn't control the clock enough, even though I think they won the, the time possession battle. Like uh, they, it wasn't Justin Fields only had to throw the ball 17 times in this game. Somehow Trey had to throw the ball uh, 11 more times than he did. Why now granted, Eight or nine of those were at the end of the game, like at the end of the game, and he had to throw the ball uh, because all of a sudden now the rain it just like I mean you could barely even see the yeah, screen, couldn't see anything. So like uh, now this is exactly when we don't want to be passing the ball, but now we have to pass the ball, and now we're now look at at uh, Trey's uh, percentages, and it just messed his percentages all up. Now all we're gonna have to hear for the whole week is how badly he played, even though a lot of that was towards the end of the game when they had to throw. And now you're putting him in a position where you don't want to be. So I kind of, I kind of blame this game on if I have to blame it on anything, it's a team loss. Undoubtedly it's a team loss. But if I had to blame anyone, I would say I would blame Shanahan for this loss uh, just because I don't think he, these guys were prepared uh, for this type of game. I don't think that they were, um, and I don't think that he had the right game plan. I don't think the game plan was correct. I get it that he was planning on having Elijah Mitchell in, and Elijah Mitchell was tearing it up when he was in there. But when he went down, you have to have a contingency plan. And in a in that wet and like a slippery environment, you want your bigger guy. You want your bigger physical, more physical guy to be running the ball. Like, uh, and granted. I want, I want to say one more thing before we go back to you, but the, the, because everybody's going to come down on Trey about the interception and the turnover and Trey came down on himself about it. And at which I give that kid a ton of kudos for that. Like, but this is the thing. Debo had a Debo had a fumble. Are we going to kill Debo and say Debo? And he had a couple of drops too. Like, are we going to kill Debo and say Debo's uh, we need to replace Debo? No, we're not going to do that. We're going to chalk it up to the weather and we're going to say, oh, Debo's going to going to build up to it on the next game. Like, uh, so give the kid the same courtesy. That's all I'm saying. What do you think yeah. about about that? I, I I'm not going to like say anyone needs to be replaced, but I, I will hold the players accountable. That's why I can't put the whole thing on Shannon, because at the end of the day, first drive of the game, I was like, yeah, no, this is going to be We're going to blow them out. That's how I felt on the first drive. Uh, Debo Samuel fumbling regardless. I know that weather plays a, f- a factor, but damn, that looked a lot worse at the end of the game because of the way that it turned out. That was a possession. They're definitely scoring. They're getting points on that possession. If it's not a touchdown, it's at least a field goal. I look at Trey Lance. He did have an opportunity to hit Croft for a touchdown. He did miss him, and it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this, those are growing pains, though. He's going to have throws that he's going to miss, so it's not a huge thing to like, overreact about. But at the end of the day, I, I just saw opportunities that were there to, to take advantage of that we just didn't. Like you said, like we weren't taking advantage of a bunch of three and outs we had. That first drive, we could have scored. Um, and Dre, Dre Greenlaw, if I'm going to single out a player, Dre Greenlaw just made mental errors. That oh, yeah. Jesus. 
and, and on top of that, he was missing. He was missing some tackles on top of that, and and he was kind of shaky in coverage in some plays. But the mental errors, the 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 personal foul calls, uh, you can't have that. Like that that stuff as a veteran, you should know. And and I I understand that discipline comes from like the top down, right? But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, he's a veteran. He's a professional NFL linebacker. He's been here for years. He knows better than to do what he did. Like that's why I feel like for a lot of guys today, it kind of looked like a preseason game. I felt yep. that this is a team full of rust. I even saw plays where I thought, and people might laugh when I say this. I, I saw some plays where I thought Trent Williams looked a little rusty. He hasn't yep. had game reps since the NFC Championship game, and, and I saw a few plays where he got beat. Like he, he got beat. <laughs> like there was a play toward the end there where he got beat inside immediately. And Trey got whacked on a throw. I don't, I don't even remember if it was caught or what. It's probably incomplete, but he got hit hard. And, and I'm just, it felt like a preseason game for a lot of different guys. Um, I give Trey a lot of credit still for battling. I think that um, he did a lot of good things throughout the day yep. and he had his struggles, but everyone had their struggles. Like the best player I on the field everybody. today was, yeah, the best player on the field today was Hufunga. <laughs> like he was yes. all over the place. Um, I'm already sold on him because he already showed me in one game he can he can reach Jaquaski Tart's floor any single week. Like he already showed yes. me that he can do more. Um, and obviously George Kittle was gone, Jimmy Ward was gone. That that plays a factor into it. Um, but at the end of the day, it was just a lot of I felt like unpreparedness. <laughs> I just don't know how much of it was. I don't know how much of it was Shanahan and how much of it was actually just rust from a lot of different guys. Yeah, for sure. And it is it is rust at the same time because you have to know that that's that's this is my thing. You as the uh, as the head coach have to have a pulse on the team. You have to understand that you haven't played any meaningful football. A lot of these guys hadn't played any meaningful football Mm -hmm. since last season. (laughs) So you have to have your I feel like you have to have your pulse. You have to have a pulse of the team and understand where your guys are physically when and when you see the rust happening when you see the weather affecting affecting them you have to adjust and in my in my opinion he actually went backwards what he what was working he went away from what was working yeah <laughs> and he started throwing screens when they were playing up it made no it, to me it made no sense like uh but i do want to answer uh niner sickness's question and he was asking uh why was tdp inactive uh, he was inactive because not because he was injured, but because he doesn't play special teams. <laughs> and uh, they had uh, him and Malik Turner got put on the roster because they play special teams. And uh, that, that was the only reason why he wasn't active. Um, they said there was a, a longer explanation, <laughs> but uh, but like uh, in the essence of time, that's that's initially the reason. But yeah, the. I I agree with I agree with a lot of the things like that these vet these guys are vets they should they should be better and I think that they will be better yeah uh, as the games go on I think that that's going to happen like you said it's a lot of it I think was rust but you couple the rust with the weather conditions with exactly with the with the uh, the penalties with the uh, with everything and we still and we still didn't really get blown out <laughs> like. Uh, I think that that kind of speaks to the level of team that this is going to be when we get and and this is something that I heard somebody else say was that you know like don't just because okay we had a bad weather we had bad weather in this game there's going to be other games with bad weather in it 
And like, uh, so let's not make it th that an excuse because it's because we're going to have to deal with it. We had to deal with it last year in the playoffs. That's like, uh, so we're going to need, this team is going to need to, and Kyle is going to get need to uh, get, uh, get going with the coaching, learn how to coach in those environments. And he's done it in the past. So it, it's, it, it was just weird. The whole thing was weird. It still felt like he didn't know how to call plays a full on game plan with Trey. It felt like he was still trying to feel himself out that way too. And, uh, there was just no flow to the game. What like happened was what happened was Elijah Mitchell was cooking. He he was getting almost seven yards of carry. And when Jeff yep. Wilson came in and they weren't getting a lot of production from him at all, the play action was not a threat anymore. I think yep. that was a huge thing because that first connection to Brandon Ayuk uh, over the middle of the field, if I remember correctly, that was a play action pass. And Trey mm -hmm. Lance stepped up in the pocket, hit him in stride, and like that element was kind of taken away because they weren't really threatened by Jeff Wilson at that point. Uh, and that just kind of weakened Trey's ability to just be able to trust what he sees on the field. I think that um, he read the defense pretty well throughout the day, uh, but I also was kind of wondering during the game, like, because I thought going into it, I talked about this on my show the other night, I thought this was a Debo game, but but in the passing game, not just getting handoffs, because he was, he was used as a ball carrier a lot more than I thought. Uh, yeah. But I was anticipating – you know, in a rainy game like this, you're going to use a guy like Debo in the short to intermediate passing game, get him some screen passes, trust his yak yard ability. Well, they tried that as a player and they tried it sometimes. But I also felt like there wasn't a, a whole lot of involvement from from Debo, for, at least from what I expected in the passing game. And it kind of makes me think, is that the lack of chemistry that Trey has with Debo that we kind of also saw? Because they were using him a lot more as a ball carrier than I really thought. And this early in the year too, I thought that was something this year they'd probably really try to save because they were giving him the ball a lot when Elijah Mitchell was in the game. And, and I felt like that's someone where they could, they could have tried to do more to, to scheme him open. But I also don't know, like, is it just a lack of chemistry that Trey has where he's just not on the same page with Debo, not trusting Debo as much as he's going to trust someone like Brandon Ayuk or some yeah. of these other guys he's had to work out with throughout the summer. Like he worked out with a bunch of these guys over the off season, but Debo wasn't there because he was going through his whole contract situation. So I think that that's another aspect to these growing pains that we're going to have to see. Uh, Trey needs to develop chemistry with every single one of these guys. Even throughout training camp, it was musical chairs on the offensive line. Like there, this is the first time they're really having continuity. And I think that's why I kind of felt the vibe. Like this feels like a preseason game. Yeah. Like it, and, and up until the green law, I will say this up until the green law penalty, I kept saying like the defense is unstoppable. But yeah. once that happened and it and it just shifted the energy, you can kind of see like, yeah, no, the Niners were actually not prepared to win this game. Because even before that, I was sitting there like, why are we only at 10 points right now? This is yeah. this is one crazy play away from being a game. And that's exactly what happened. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And, and what I will say about about the the continuity part is, of course, I think that that's going to that part's going to take time at the mm -hmm. same time when you see that they're playing up because because they it's wet and it's raining outside they don't think that you're going to throw a bunch of long passes yeah. like and they know that you're going to try and run the ball like uh, that was it it kind of made it it took the it kind of took off the timing of those screen plays like uh, mm -hmm. you saw it he missed one to Croft he missed one to I think he missed two to Debo uh and uh, it was just but that goes back to Trey's uh it he was a little he not just a little bit he was a little inaccurate today like uh just on especially on those simple the simple uh plays 
But I think that a lot of it was, I think that some of it was the weather. And I know people are going to say, oh, you can't use the weather as an excuse why you can't throw the ball. Okay. If you want to look at the box score, <laughs> he went 13 of 28. So it's a little under 50%. And everybody says that, that everybody was saying after the game, oh, Justin Fields, this, 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 this. He went eight of 17 in this game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Justin Fields didn't do anything spectacular in this game. He, di- he didn't look good either. Mm-mm. He just got lucky on a, on one. He got lucky on one, and then he got, and I think he got, he got lucky on both of the. I mean, he was getting he was getting first down spoon fed to him. Like there are multiple third downs where they were handing the ball to David Montgomery, and he wasn't really doing anything all game. Exactly, and then the and, defense was just giving him penenalties and just leaving yeah. him down the field. So, like before we crown Justin Fields and try to say he's he oh he won the battle of the uh, the first round uh, whatever. Like from last year, like, no, he, this is the four ers are a better team than this. Like, uh, and, and I think if they, if uh, played, uh, if this, they played this game again, I think that the 49ers would win going away. <laughs> like, uh, but the, like that game's over 49ers lost. Uh, so, but truly other than what I just kind of mentioned, how, what grade would you have given Trey Lance in this game and kind of what, what I know we talked a little bit about the accuracy issues, but what else could he have done better? I'll give him a C plus just because he did miss some throws. He had a pick that was at the worst time to throw that interception. Um, but just the way that he was reading the defense, if you look at where he was putting the ball, like he was spreading it to different guys. He wasn't, he wasn't like force feeding a few people. He was getting it to a variety of different receivers and pass catchers. There were a few plays where, like, there was one late, the one he had to dwelly, like stepping up into that tight window, um, stepping up in the pocket, nice hitting, hitting Ayuk. The one to Ray Ray McLeod near the sideline to place yeah. it right over the defender. Uh, he clearly showed us today, especially at least more in the first half, this offense is going to be able to do a lot more things that, than they could with Jimmy. Um, he extended a lot of plays and really fought for some first downs. There's that one third and long and that he ran for and ended up picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he was, he was taking a lot of hits, but just to have that element and the threat in, in this offense, um, he was he was fighting for it out there. I, I, sure. I give him I give him a C plus. There was bad pass protection. I saw a tweet earlier. I'd need to look at it again, but it's something about how the Niners allowed pressure on like 35 percent of their plays and the bears didn't blitz one time today. So mm-hmm. that's really concerning. The O the O line is what I'm more concerned about. Um, but yeah, he did have some that were kind of in the dirt. He had the Mr. Croft. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say he played great. He obviously was like kind of, he was, he was mid today, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, mm-hmm. that's what we expect. Like, it's not really saying much to say he played. Oh, like you played average. That's kind of like what we say. He just needs to be a little bit better than that. But right now is the growing pain time where it's going to take a few weeks to get really acclimated with this O-line, with playing with Debo and just getting accustomed to NFL game speed, which is why the debate was last year. Are you really going to want to sit him or do you want to play him to just get this out of the way now? Um, So now we're just going to have to go through that portion of his development. You know, unfortunately, yes, he got to sit on the bench last year, but this is the part of the development he did not get last year that we're now doing some makeup work for. And it just feels more nerve wracking because we're in a title window. But at the end of the day, you just got to get to the playoffs. And by that time, he should be acclimated enough for, to the point where the Niners can still be competitive. But today, I, I give him a C plus. 
can't give him a B yet. Um, had he hit Croft, I probably would have given him a B. But mm-hmm. that's a throw I do want to see completed. And he did hit the one to Jennings, but the one to Croft was like that. You got to hit that. I mean, if yeah. Jimmy if Jimmy was in there and missed that throw, he'd be saying the same thing. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's that's just where I have to hold him accountable for. And yeah, and that's and that's fair. And that and that's something that we as fans have got to think about. We've got to keep that in the context all season long. We have to keep into context that hey, we got to be fair. Like that's uh, if if he's not if Trey isn't doing things that uh, that Jimmy could do, or if or if uh, he's missing throws that that Jimmy made, like uh, or if he's missing the same throws that Jimmy missed. We got to hold him accountable, just like we held Jimmy accountable for it. And and I think that that was a perfect, uh, a perfect analogy to it. Like uh, I I love the way you described it. And I I agree. I would have given him a C plus because I think that it wasn't. I don't think this entirely was on him. I think mm-hmm. that he wasn't set up to succeed in this game. <laughs> and uh, and but at the same time, he missed uh, he missed a couple of easy ones. He had some drops, uh, but. He missed a few a few easy throws, in my opinion, and uh, and yeah, I'm gonna hold him accountable for that. Like uh, now, granted, the weather wasn't great; he could have had slippery hands, whatever the case is. Uh, the reality is, is we're pros now, like uh, yeah. and and every quarterback is held accountable for every throw that they make. So it is what it is. We just got to take ownership of it, and and he did that to his credit. He After did. the game, he told the media every single error that he made which I give him a ton of credit for that because there's a lot of quarterbacks and I mean, Mr. Garoppolo is one of them that didn't take, didn't take ownership of their mistakes. Yeah. They would just talk about the team and like uh, that, that and that kind of stuff. Uh, no, I give him kudos like uh, for taking, he's going to, cause he's going to be getting hit by the media all week this week, all week. And, uh, and, and I'm sure he knows that. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out in the next game. But let's get back to the let's go back to the running game a little bit. And we were talking about how how the running game was doing really well until Jeff Wilson came in. Um, was the was that the reason it like kind of stalled out Shani's play calling, or was it or was it really Wilson's lack of explosive explosiveness? And why why if you have more explosive players, will will Shani refuse to go away from the guys that he likes. I think for that last part, he trusts his veterans. Um, but in terms of was it his ex- last lack of explosiveness or Mitchell going on, I think it's both. I think that um, obviously with Mitch- if you have a guy who's averaging seven yards of carry going out, that's going to be really hard to replicate in general. Um, but they couldn't even get like viable production from Jeff Wilson to the point where their rushing attack was a threat which opened up play action. They couldn't even get to that aspect um, of their game. So it limited them a lot and probably just kind of made Shanahan say like, well, damn, I don't really know what I'm going to do here because they're pretty reliant on that, especially in a game with that kind of weather, with with that kind of rain and that kind of field. Um, you don't really want to try to go to an air it out type offense, especially because the winds were, were blowing pretty hard too. Um, I personally wanted Trey Lance to be able to just let loose a little more in, in the second, I feel like they waited a little bit too late because I felt that Trey was reading the defense pretty well. I wanted him to start throwing while they were up and, and really just start to open up the run game a little bit with the pass even because I kind of felt that Jeff Wilson being in there, I kind of knew he wasn't going to go to Jordan Mason just because of his youth, um, at least not in that situation. 
Um, but I did kind of feel like our run game feels kind of crippled right now. And I yeah. felt that Trey was doing good enough where if they got him some open, open opportunities to guys like Ayuk or Juwan Jennings, who had a pretty decent game today, uh, I felt that that could have opened things up. Um, well, and here's the thing. So if we were going to say it's just Mitchell, then that's a problem because an issue last year that we were supposed to address this year is that the running back room was really thin. And Elijah Mitchell had injury problems. And when he was injured, we didn't really know what our running back situation was at that point. Um, Debo, we felt, was being used too much. In a game like today, Debo was already being used when Mitchell was a in. Ton. So when Mitchell's out, what is the plan then? Because how well did you really prepare? I don't really – like I understand TDP and the special teams thing, but for me, if Jordan Mason was active and – you needed some explosiveness. I would have thrown him out there and just seen what he could do. Exactly. Because at that point, if you're running Debo that much, why don't you just keep giving him the ball? Because he's giving you double, more than double, <laughs> actually closer, almost closer to triple what Jeff Wilson was giving you per carry. And he's just a bigger threat. Um, so I felt that that did heavily play a part was Jeff Wilson's lack of explosiveness. But I also just don't know what else they would do if I'm Shanahan. Cause I do realistically see from his perspective, like I'm not going to put an undrafted rookie out here in this game. I think he kind of felt how tight it was offensively, mm-hmm. um, which is why to me, the issue was not, you know, how are they utilizing the runs to me? I felt they should have let trailers a little more, just a little yeah. bit. I didn't want them to like air it out, but just the simple stuff. Let, let him get those reps in. And, and I could see that. I could see that like uh, to where they just do some, some like quick hitters and that kind of stuff. But the, I felt like they were, they were playing so far up, like, uh, like it was still Jimmy out there <laughs> that I felt like that kind of took a lot of that away. And, and I'm sure that that's what Shanahan's going to say. I, I haven't listened to his press conference or anything yet, like, uh, but I'm sure that that's what Shanahan's going to say is that they didn't have the opportunity to do some of the things that they wanted to do because of this, that, and the third, like, but I, I just think uh, if it's not working, you can't just keep slamming your head against the wall when you've got another right. guy that you can try out. Like he's, he was the most, he was the most explosive guy you had in all of preseason. And from what the, all the beat writers were saying, he was the best running back that you had <laughs> like uh, from, from a production standpoint. So what he, he looked the best. So why not just throw him at, Hey kid, time to sink or swim. Like, I mean, we can't be doing any worse than what we're doing right now. <laughs> like, uh, so it, and that's, I think that's where I kind of just, I feel like Shani gets a little stubborn in his uh in who in his guys and who he he trusts even if they're not even if they're obviously like the Muhammad Sanus and the uh the Tevin Coleman's <laughs> and the Jarek McKinnons and like these other guys that that they're obviously not producing at the same level as some of the other guys are able to on the team and he just still goes with those guys and they'll end up having a timeshare with more explosive players. I, I still I, I like I'll never understand that about Shani. Like uh, I get it, I get it to a point, but um, so with, I would say, is there anything? Is there? Do you think is there anything that Kyle learned from this game, or is Kyle just going to be Kyle sometimes? <laughs> I think he's, I think he's just going to be Kyle. Uh, I, I think that the the weather did play a massive impact in the way that he was calling this game, so. Maybe it's some stuff to bookmark for if they have to go to Lambeau in the playoffs again or something mm-hmm. like that. But 
Um, I think that we're not really going to be able to look at this game and say this is what the offense is supposed to look like. I think we'll see that next week. When we're playing Seattle in the clear skies in Santa Clara and it's sunny out and it's warm weather, no rain, no wet slip and slide field. I mean, it looked like the end of the Washington game from 2019 when all the Bears went over there and just slid on the field. Yeah. (laughs) Like – they're not going to run out the same offense that they wanted to. I felt like it was really vanilla in the second half, which yeah. I didn't agree with. Like we were doing all this misdirection stuff, a lot of different motions. And then the second half came along and it felt more like the preseason offense we were running. Uh, so I think the next week we'll get to see it on full display. So that's why I'm not even really too worried about the whole Kyle Shanahan game planning thing, because now if we lose to Geno Smith and the Seahawks and we're going to have a different discussion, but I, I think that, Week one, weird things happen. Weird things happen week one. The Rams just got smacked at home, and that team I mean, didn't even have the number one corner, and they were losing the turnover battle. <laughs> and the Cardinals just got smacked at home. Uh, the Packers lost to the Vikings, who a lot of people for some reason are saying are going to go to the Super Bowl. Not on that Packers bandwagon, but <laughs> weird things happen in week one. Something weird might happen tonight in the Sunday night game. It's just how it t- sometimes tends to oh, go. Yeah. And honestly, was, I was yeah, before the season when the schedule first came out, I was looking at this game like if there was a trap game, it was definitely this one because you're coming out of the preseason where there's a week off. It's a game where you're going to be heavily favored. You clearly know your roster is way better. You probably go in expecting to win. But at the end of the day, it's Trey Lance's first start. So things are going to be a little bit different. Chemistry might be a little off for some people. Mm-hmm. And you one crazy play here, there, one bad penalty here, there, all of a sudden you lose. So if there was going to be a trap game, it was going to be this one. Um, but hopefully it's just out of their system and they just have some upsets of their own later down the year. Yeah. And and this is like a, I saw a whole bunch of people after the game talking about – I do want to mention, because while we're talking about the offense, I do want to mention the offensive line because the, this is the thing. Oh, yeah. Like everybody was talking about – about how badly the offensive line played and this, but here's the deal how good was the running game looking with that terrible offensive line it's and true. at what at what point at what point are people going to realize that Shanahan doesn't care about if they can pass protect <laughs> he doesn't he never he like when have we ever had an offensive line that just was good at pass protecting they've never been good at that like uh, this, this offense is supposed to be predicated on the run game and then and play action off of it. Like that's that's what it's supposed to be. Like uh, so, when tra- the more that that quarterback has to drop back and pass, the uglier it's going to look <laughs> because the because that this offensive line is not built for that at all. So, uh, and I mean, McGlinchy had another McGlinchy moment where oh, he yeah, wasn't he... necessarily bad up until a certain point, And then he inevitably has that McGlinchey moment and, and just has such a bad rep that, that we just talk about how bad he is. He had that first sack that he allowed. And had he not allowed that sack, we probably kick a field goal there. Yeah. But that's that what he does points. that every single time, like yep. in the worst possible moments, he always gives up the big play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, which is another reason why I don't think McGlinchey's going to be here after this season. Now, oh, who knows? Won't. Now, who knows? Because Kyle values running, run blocking more than he does pass blocking. So don't be shocked. <laughs> don't be shocked if they re up him and give him and give him a, a good, a pretty good, good sized deal. Like uh, because 
Kyle has shown all he cares about. All he cares about is run blocking. But that's that's why it's so weird. The play calling is it comes out so across so weird today because when you're having when you have a a line that you know is only good at run blocking, you shouldn't be going away from it. <laughs> like uh, I don't care if you are down a little bit, you should be you shouldn't be going away from it. Uh, Kyle has always got found ways to to get big chunk plays out of the running game. I just think that he needs to concentrate on that. I don't think that it was anything was going to good good was going to come out of just dropping back, just having trade drop back and pass. That's not going to, it's nothing good is going to come of that. He might, he might game up and get a couple of throws, which he did. But in the end of the day, it's, it's, it's going to look exactly the way it did, which is sloppy. And, uh, and, and it's going to make Trey look bad that worse than what he is. So, uh, but, and that's where missing Kittle also really hurt. It hurt more than I thought it was going to, but, but not having Kittle, uh, as a blocker, as a pass catcher, that, that made a huge difference. It, it really did. did. It did. And like, uh, and everybody was, uh, I think everybody was kind of weirded out because Danny Gray didn't get, uh, didn't get activated today too. It was also a, a special teams thing. They needed Malik Turner to play special teams, uh, because Danny Gray doesn't really play special teams. And, uh, I don't think Danny Gray would have been a fat and because Danny Gray, I don't think they thought Danny Gray was going to be a factor in yeah. this game because of the weather. So yeah. it is, it is what it is. But I think, like you said, it's going to look completely different next week. Uh, I think that it's, I think Shanahan, Shanahan doesn't care about grudges. He doesn't care what Twitter thinks. He doesn't care what, uh, what me and you think uh, all he's going to do what Shanahan Shanahan's going to do what Shanahan does. And, uh, but I'm just hoping that, he finds that flow and I know he is because he's a great, he's a, to me, he's a great coach. He's built a great culture. It's just, he always has one of these games and we start questioning <laughs> like, uh, and then he proves to us again, why, why we want him here. And I am always going to want him here. I think he, he's built a great culture here. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. I mean, he has, uh, this 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 whole day is just <laughs> I can't believe like <laughs> like we lost to the Chicago Bears and it's yeah. really funny just because like part of me is not even surprised like part of me was watching the game like yeah yeah we're gonna lose to the Bears we're actually gonna be zero and one and there's gonna be slander and it's funny because I went into a space at half or no it wasn't a space but I said in a group chat um, during the fourth quarter uh, the Bears took the lead and then I was like okay and then just wait the defense. Screwed this up with penalties. Trey's going to go out there and watch if he throws a pick at this point of the game with all the pressure on him because the defense is messing up. He's going to get the slander. And it's exactly mm -hmm. what happened on that next possession. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I yeah. knew it. Um, and it's just going to be tiring for a week, but it's on to Seattle. Like, I, I don't think Kyle thinks it's a huge deal either. We started three and five last year, made it to the playoffs. Easier schedule, but. Yeah. Much I think their division is weaker this year too at the same time. So I think that kind of helps cancel that out. And honestly, I think that we saw some things uh, in the, in the other games that may kind of flip everything on its flip the way everybody looks at the, at a lot of these teams that they thought were a lot better. Uh, I think it's going to flip that on its head and the schedule may not be as bad as it, as it seems like uh, so. And, and I got to go, I know I'm going to go back uh, tonight and look at some of those games uh, for the next couple of days and see, and kind of see how these a lot of these teams actually looked, but um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm not I'm it's it's week one. Mm-hmm. It's week one. We've got such a long way to go. It's just started. Just because we got a little a little down on the first week doesn't mean anything. It's always going to be go Niners and Treat. the uh, yeah and it like so the deep let you talked about the defense a little bit yeah so they we t- and we talked about how dominant they looked in the first in the first half yes so and I think we I think we put a finger on it a little bit earlier but what do you, what what specifically changed that they all of a sudden just started imploding and making mental mistakes. Was it kind of a lack of, because we talked about the lack of discipline, but was it really discipline or could it, do we think it could have been corrected in the moment? I, I think it was discipline. Like Dre Greenlaw, what are you doing? Like, that, like <laughs> at that point, like, I don't know what I'm going to tell Fred Warner to do differently or Hufunga who's all over the field, literally flying all over the place. Dude, like your gift, your spoon feeding the bears first downs. And then at that point, you're just tiring out your own defense because you're forcing them to be out there longer. Like what was so aggravating is I think there were three third downs where we had penalties that led to first downs. So we actually uh-huh. had stops that we had penalties get turned into first downs. And especially the the face mask was the turning point because it led to the touchdown. Um, so I, I'm actually not really worried about the defense. It's just I'm looking at this at honestly because – the Rams are 0-1, the Cardinals are 0-1, and the Seahawks really just do not matter. I'm just going to count them as irrelevant anyway. So I'm really I'm looking at Niners, Cardinals, Rams, all 0-1. You just got to make the playoffs. I don't care if you're a first seed, second, or third. Like, compete with your division. And at this point, they're all tied. So I see an old-fashioned 16-game regular season where you mm-hmm. got to be the best team in your division. And exactly. you know what? You swept the Rams last year in the regular season, and they look clearly worse, whereas I think the Niners did upgrade. You got yeah. the Cardinals, who I, I think Kinsbury is just a complete fraud of a head coach. Uh, yeah. Without D-Hop, they're just different. They just got smacked by Kansas City. Granted, it's Mahomes, I mean, but I mean, they, over 40 I mean, points on your home field. No, they got smacked. It was bad. Uh, and guess what? The Raiders, I don't know if they're going to be able to cover Devontae. We'll see. Uh, they also have some a couple good edge rushers over there. If they drop that one and then have to face L.A. in week three, they're facing a possible 0-3 start. But either way... One of those teams is going to be one and two because they got to face each other. Okay, yeah. so um, I'm really not. I'm really not worried about it. It's just these mental errors. You have to fix that because if you get to the playoffs and let's say you win the division and you're playing a wild card team, but it's like the Eagles. They have a very good roster. They have a mobile QB, and you just have roughing the passers here because you're hitting just you're hitting uh, Jalen Hurts when he's sliding out of bounds, or if you're grabbing. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders face mask, which was already which stuffed. should not like, have been called. I, I, I got to say that. that that should not have been called. Like uh, it's they, the way that that field was out there. The guy couldn't stop himself. There's no way he could have stopped himself. So I, I just felt that. But go ahead. Like, I'm just I really was mad at that call. It, it was they were they were going to call everything with the way that the, the field looked. I mean, the inv- like they, they knew that it was going to be a really dangerous game. And um, I think you can kind of feel that in the beginning, especially with that call, like Things are going to be called pretty tight. Um, but, I mean, we also had some defensive holds. Trent Williams had a false start. You know, that was pretty rare. So, these are all mental errors. They're really fixable. It's not a huge deal. Um, I mean, it's a huge deal if it continues. But in, in in the big picture, you didn't lose a divisional game here. So, I'm, yeah. I'm really not tripping like that. 
You got six. Yeah. You got sixteen games to go. If we were midseason, I'd be freaking out that we lost to the Bears. But in all honesty, not really. I know we got yeah. all pros up and down the roster. George Kittle will be back. Jimmy Ward will be back. Elijah Mitchell doesn't sound like it's a season-ending thing, so I'm assuming he'll yeah. be back. He'll be fine. Yeah, and th- this is the thing, like, because uh, now there's one set with the Rams. Uh, they they were rusty too. None of their starters played in the preseason. So I think that that was a little bit of rust too. And they went against probably the best roster in the NFL, in the NFL. But that, but that O line, that O line is cracked. They're, yeah. they're, <laughs> it's good. But you know how O lines go. Like O lines get kind of, as they get to work together, they kind of get better as the season goes. Like, uh, so it's like even our offensive line, it's not on um, pass pro, it's not going to look like it did today uh, in a couple of weeks. It's not. Like uh, just because they they all need time to gel together, they haven't really even been playing together, so it's uh it's it's really it's I'm not worried about I'm not worried about them uh like uh, but the Rams I think that they're gonna look better as the season go goes along and they they have a lot of new pieces and as those guys gel together and I think that that's part of the reason why uh why we kind of looked a little sloppy too we have a lot of new players playing like uh, so it's it. it this is the thing, but I, all I want to say is that I, I absolutely do not blame. I do not blame Trey for this, for, for this loss. I don't blame any one part of this team. I think it was a total team effort from the coaching staff all the way down. Lack of uh, preparedness. Yeah. And, uh, but, and I, and I don't think it's going to linger into the next game. So, but will we have like, it's undoubted. We're going to have to listen to Jimmy truthers all this, this whole week. Right. So, or, or do you think 49er Twitter is going to be sensible for once? No, no way. <laughs> not a chance. And that, listen, they'll make it to the Super Bowl and we'll still hear stuff. No, not a chance. Yeah, it, it's, I, I, I think there's zero chance. I think I'm going to get on the spaces tomorrow. And I think that in, in sports and coffee, people are going to be, want, as soon as they see me down there, they're going to say, oh, you got to come up here and take your medicine. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk about it for the first two days, and uh, and have to listen to the nonsense. And it is what it is. Like sometimes you just got to take your medicine, and uh, and then and then when their teams lose, uh, you give it right back to them. Like, uh, but but yeah. The so the Seahawks are next up on the schedule. Do we have anything? To, do do we think that this is gonna linger? And like, what is there anything? I guess we're gonna see on Monday. They play on Monday night. Like. Uh, uh, like uh, we're gonna see what we're really dealing with. Like, uh, do you think there's anybody on that that team that can really kind of scare us? I mean, I know they still have Lockett and they still have uh, DK. Like, but do they have anybody that can get them the ball? Is the question. Yeah, here, here's the thing about that, right? Like today, it took every stupid shot in the foot from the Niners for the the Bears to have a chance to win. I like Justin Fields as a QB though. Mm-hmm. I think being in the Bears, being on the Bears, it makes him look worse. But if you put him in a good situation, I think he's going to be a pretty good QB. I think he gets a lot more criticism than's really fair. He's put in a really yeah. terrible situation. So he's able to do things to try to will his team to victory where Geno Smith? Hell no. Like I, I don't care who he's throwing to. You're not going to – like Justin Fields is able at some times, like even last year, was able to make plays, extend plays with his legs. Um but what was one throw that Justin Fields made today where you're sitting there saying like, oh, that was a that was a damn good throw. Not a single one. 
Yeah, he had, he had the one that he lofted up in the air because Dante Pettis was left wide open because Dre Greenlaw, for some reason, thought he could pursue Justin Fields from the other side of the field. Don't understand that. Yeah. He just lofted in the air and ended up being a touchdown. Another one where there was a touchdown either way if Hufunga came down or, or, or went back toward the end zone, there was, a, there was a touchdown either way. He completed, what was it, like – he went eight for 17, I think. Eight, eight of 17. He didn't complete a single pass to, to wide receivers or tight ends in the whole first half. Or his tight QB, ends. His QB like was like two in the first half or something. So Geno and Smith is not going to have a better game than that. Komet didn't get a catch, like uh, which I was pissed off because I have him in my in my, oh, yeah. on one of my fantasy teams. And I should have known better. I should have switched him out like uh, because of the weather, but I didn't. And, like, uh, and yeah, I'm regretting that now. Like, like this game just didn't come down to QBs at all. Both of them finished for less than 100 yards. Or sorry, less than 200 yards. Both of them yeah. had a pick. Both of them were struggling. If you look at their first half numbers too, like both of them could like the game plan was not to go out here and air the ball out. The, tr- the only reason Trey Lance threw the ball that many times is because they fell behind so quickly late in the game. They had no choice. And yeah. they had to go out there and just throw the ball around. That was not the game plan for either of these teams. The reasons why this game happened the way that it did or ended the way it did was from penalties there's penalties i mean you give up the whole length of the field from flags for sure we 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 literally we literally gave the bears an entire football field today yeah that's egregious what i will say is the the one uh there was a couple of worried spots that i didn't mention earlier uh was that kinlaw had to come off a couple of times because of an ankle so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm uh, worried about him playing in the next one uh the and also, I'm of course I'm worried about Elijah Mitchell's knee. Uh, it, considering that Kyle, the only other running back Kyle trusts apparently is Jeff Wilson, so <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of worried about about Elijah Mitchell's knee now. And uh, and then, uh, but I think other than that, I think we kind of came through it through that uh, through that unscathed, like uh, and not not as bad as I thought that it could have been in that in that kind of weather. A lot of stuff could have gone wrong. And, uh, and it, and I think we were lucky to get out of there without any major or anything like, I mean, yeah, Elijah Mitchell. Um, but I think that they have some talented guys on this team that, that can fill in that spot. I think Kyle just has to trust in the talent and let, and let them and let the kids live like, so, uh, so, but yeah, I think that Seattle is going to, and I I can't wait to watch their game tomorrow, but, uh, I think that they're going to struggle. Uh, I think that they're that, that they're going to struggle against against this team because I just don't think that they have the horses. Um, I think that their offensive line might look a little bit better than the Bears did because I think that our defensive line played pretty well. Like uh, they couldn't really run the ball uh, much at all. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I know Fields got got away for a couple a couple of times, but uh, but they upgraded their uh, their offensive line at the tackle position. They got two really good rookies and. Uh, so I, while I don't, while I think that our uh, our defensive line is going to do what it does anyway, I don't think it's. I think it's better than the Bears line. So, and I think they have better backs. Not I shouldn't say better backs. I think that because of their offensive line, their backs are going to look better than than the Bears backs did. Yeah, but yeah, and also and also going in Seattle, like Geno's not going to extend the plays the same way that Justin Fields is going to able to extend plays, and that pass rush is still going to be nasty. And mm-hmm. and George Kittle might play. So even if Elijah Mitchell's not there, yes, you're not gonna be able to replace that production, but having George Kittle as a run blocker on a field that isn't a slip and slide is definitely gonna help you out. 
It's going to allow the defense to not sit there and be like, okay, this is going to be a run and ground and pound type game. It's going to be sunny. The defense is going to be spread out. And if you add Kittle back into that mix, you'll be fine. Yeah. TDP, uh, I'll be interested to see what the running game looks like in this next, in this next game, because uh, I think that, that Kyle has to see the lack of explosion when Jeff Wilson is out there. And that, in that I think it's going to, it might be a mixture of TDP and, and Jordan Mason. That's what I'm praying for. But yeah, that's so all in all, we got through week one, not the way that we wanted to, but, but we got through it. We're in the middle, in the season. Everybody enjoy it where we've got football back. There's, there's still, there's still a game going on right now. There's another game tomorrow. Just enjoy that football is back and that, and the 49ers will be relevant. Like, so don't don't get don't get down don't get too down about this loss it's one loss and we just got to move on to the next to the next uh game and and just and just hope that it's a it's a better outcome and not so much even hope just trust in Kyle like I think Kyle has always proven our uh, our trust in him as long as there's a, not a record amount of injuries I think we, he's proven to us that he can do a lot with with uh with the pieces that he has in front of him so but Hey, Chris, I, I really appreciate you coming on to, tonight and like uh, even with another football game on and, and I know you've got stuff to do like uh, but uh, we're going to get out of here. But one more time, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and uh, and yeah, like uh, just yeah, just let them know. Yeah. And really quickly too, two games last year, the Niners lost that they should have won were literally to the last place NFC West team, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. This is one game and they still made the playoffs last year. So. We'll be fine. One we lost to Arizona with with Colt uh, McCoy. Colt McCoy playing. That was Jimmy too, by the way, for all the truthers. So there you go. But yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, my Twitter is just at Chris Polo two underscores. Just my display name. You find my link tree there. You can find the link to my YouTube channel. Um, my podcast is there. Also, all the audio platforms I'm on, and also all the articles that we're writing at uh, Niners Empire. You can find all my stuff there as well. Um, and I'll be running their podcast also on Spotify. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And for this podcast, like uh, obviously it's on YouTube. Uh, I do have the audio version, which is actually starting to pick up some traction now uh, on, on anywhere you can, where anywhere you can think of to get your audio podcast. Uh, make sure that you check that out. Make sure you tell your friends about it. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it's, but you can also find me. I have, I'm putting, starting to put clips on Instagram. I'm starting to get on TikTok a little bit. So I'm trying to diversify. So check me out there. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure that you com- uh, leave some comments in below. Let me know what you like about the show, what you, anything to improve on the show, anybody that you want to see on the show. So uh, yeah, like once again, Chris, loved having you on. And and next week, hopefully, we will have something better to talk about yeah. and a, a win to talk about. But until then, you know, go Niners.